ahead, give us a guess, Amar. I don't know. Casey Neistat <laughs> vlog <laughs> episode twenty-two. <laughs> That's a good guess. No, this is called Earth Angel by the Penguins. That's this yeah, it's a, really nice. This is a doo-wop back from like I think the sixties or something. Damn. I love this stuff, man. Like if I'm trying to relax, doo-wop, doo-wop playlist. The playlist this is is called doo-wop de doo. Doo-wop. There it is. It's my. I listen to this all the friggin' time. You're lucky it's a good song because I really wanted um, like a Lion King. Nah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no way. We could not get away with that. No way. They apparently. Yeah. Apparently they're like super strict. Like the strictest. That, that would not surprise me. Disney is like a well-oiled machine. By the way, have you seen the new Lion King? No. And I want to so, so, so bad. It's like my favorite movie. Easily top three. I'm about to see it for a second time. Damn. Yeah, tomorrow. It's I So I saw it for the first time with my mom. Like, so, flashback to 1994. <laughs> the Lion King <laughs> was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Ever. So my mom called me up last Friday and she's like, Dan, do you want to see Lion King today? I was like, oh, this is like, odd. I never yeah, see yeah. my mom on a Friday. I was like, sure. And she later told me why it meant so much to her is because it was like my first movie I ever went to and she wanted to see it with me. Man, the CGI in this new one. Oh yeah. my God. Ugh. Oh my God. It's like, it looks like legit lions. <laughs> <laughs> like I know it's supposed to, but they have like a bokeh effect. Like there's this one scene oh, where they're cool. running through like a, uh, a flamingo pond and like the flamingos are out of focus and it just oh, it looks man. so real. It's just but, such a great story. I, yeah. I mean, uh, the messaging is not, not like, not my favorite. It's not the word. I love the messaging. Yeah. But the music in The Lion King is probably one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Ever. It, it's, oh, no, no, no. Easy. It's so I good. Love it. One of my best friends has never seen Lion King ever. Not even the first. That's weird. I feel like most people have not seen the first Lion King. Like really? nowadays, like mm. a lot of the kids nowadays. Well, he's our age, you know. Okay, no excuses. No excuses. Like, I don't know. Anyways, Lion King. I guess you could spoil the movie because it's Lion King. Like, no, you can't spoil it, bro. You like it's the same. Right? Is it the same storyline? It's the exact same story. <laughs> but if people haven't seen it, <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. It's right. it's it's a very very well put together movie. Uh, li- like Disney right now is going to do this live action reboot. They're doing everything. Yeah, and even right. in the credits, it's like Mulan. They're redoing Mulan. Yeah. They've they've s- sparked up the whole Sleeping Beauty thing with um, the witch. Witch. The Wicked Witch or whatever. Yeah, no, Lion King. Go One see of my it. favorite movies. Top three for sure. Go see it. This is not sponsored. Okay, yeah. what are we talking? You know what I got to ask you? Are you happy? Yeah, most of the time. No, like yes. in this moment. Right now? Not no. Not, not, um, not like not like here with me, but I mean, like if you were to just I'm scattered right now, you're scattered. Yeah, why are you scattered? I got some happinesses. I got some stresses, sadnesses. Right? I got some stresses. I got some non-stresses. Are these stresses something that you could do something about, mm. or is it like your your brain just being like, "Yo, man, this sucks." Uh, the stresses are are mostly um, like, "Yo, we could do this." Right? But the stresses are just like, bro, we could do this. Like, why are we not doing this? Oh, you know? right, right. You know those ones? Not putting it in action. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, the stresses are, yeah, definitely things I can do something about, but they're just like, nah. I don't know. My, I don't know. No, I think, listen, I've been for so long, at least maybe three weeks, Yeah, I've been like, I'm going to sign up for this workout class, right? F45. Uh, I don't know if you heard of F45. F45, yes. Yeah. Taking over. 
So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I want to get in shape. Not, not that I'm out of shape now. I just want to get like in shape. Yeah. And I can't. I can't. Because I saw their Facebook group and they're so clicky. It's like, oh, oh yes. Donna is doing pushups again. <laughs> Look at Gary over there. And I'm like, yeah. how am I going to fit into this? Like, I saw one of their videos was them, uh, one of the stations, because there's too many people in the class, they had to dance for the 30 seconds. And I'm like, that is <sighs> hell for me. That yeah. is legit hell for me. It's all these new workout places, man. They, they're they trying to build, like, community. So they use, like, first names and dance challenges and stuff. That's, like... But well, that's for, hell for most... But for some people, like, the last thing I want to do is awkwardly dance for 30 seconds. Like, no, I'm paying for a workout. Don't give me this community yeah. stuff. In, out, get out. That's why it's called F45, man. It's 45 minutes of just action yeah. and get out. But that community really, like... Because people go every out. day. They go every day at the same time. So, of course, they get to know each other. Yeah. And it's fine being friends. But on, as, as a newcomer, yeah. I will say, if you are a franchisee, <laughs> the <laughs> off chance that you're listening, it's also, at the same time, daunting for a newcomer to come in and see that atmosphere. If you create too much community, yeah. it almost seems like it's already been formed and it's too late. I, I am smiling so big right now. I, <laughs> I'm just taking the Arabic lens of it right now. And I was like... <laughs> While you're saying newcomer, I was like, huh, like newcomer immigrant <laughs> and everything you just said you're like, as a newcomer. Oh, it's I so see. Dark to, I see. To see a community already for. Yeah, I guess it's a very white person perspective. No, but I, you got that. You got the newcomer mentality there, right there. That's literally it's, how it is. It's, it's because daunting I, because the community is already formed. There's nothing there for me. Because oh, it's weird. Formed. So, so what you're saying is I basically just felt the, the minor Arab. effects of being <laughs> yeah, an immigrant. Yeah. Wow. You know, because I, well. 100%, yeah, you're leaving what you know to join something that's already been formed. Of course it's daunting. Yeah, it's daunting. But you could do a lot about it. I, listen, I, all I have to do is bite the bullet and go. But my yeah. thing is like, I hope they don't do this like, okay, say your name and three things about you while doing jumping jacks. I'm like, no, I don't know, I don't, man. It's weird, man. I like inclusivity. Like, yeah. But I just don't like singling someone out to like, hi, I'm Donna, and this is, is Jack. Oh. <laughs> no, I already like, put you in the class, man. <laughs> no, I'm not in the class yet. I'm enrolled. And then they'll snap their fingers and like, <laughs> yeah. and you are, hi, I'm Dan. I know exactly you know, the clip you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a 70s, 80s yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they come in. It's like, I'm just not about that. Yeah. Like, make it fun and realistic. Like, hey, guys, my name's Dan. I'm here to do this class. But like, <laughs> don't be like, and give us three facts and like, while dancing, and maybe yeah. say it with your favorite accent. I'm like, no, like no. Treat it's me so like, weird, though. I'm not here for camp, man. I'm it's here. It's so to weird get because out. those people, <laughs> like I've seen, I've seen one girl who, so I've been, I've, I've went to like those community classes. Oh uh, yeah, that sounds like a. This is like a free thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've done those boot camps. I've done those little community classes. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. So uh, you know those classes built around community, and then I've also seen her way. Like two year a year before that at like a workout gym, like a proper gym. Um, and she's like very like when she's working out by herself, she's very like in tune. And I've seen like one guy try to like hit her up. She's my friend. Um, he's like he tries to hit her up and she's like she takes away the like earbud, she's like, huh? And like doesn't give him the time of day, right? She goes to this like community class or whatever, like <laughs> these classes, mm -hmm. and she is all in like no embarrassment. She'll do anything. She's Donna. Yeah. Like she's like dancing. She's like, hey, what's going on? Because once you're in, like, yeah. I, listen, I don't want to be like so negative. I think it's great. Yeah, she's Most the people, <laughs> the barbecues, man, that's what scares me. <laughs> Most people thrive under those conditions. It is so daunting for me to go to a gym and be like, yeah. what the hell does this machine do? 
do I use my legs or do I use my ass? You know, like (laughs) some of them are so confusing. So I could see this, this hand holding, like we're all together in this being helpful. But for me personally, the one thing, and I'll be honest, I should, I could have gone today. The one thing that's stopping me is the fact of the first class. Yeah. I'm, I'm just as subject to those emotions as anyone else, even though I might be extroverted. I'm just nervous as hell as people don't laugh at my jokes. Yeah. That's why I don't do stand-up, man. People have in the past said, have you ever tried stand-up? Not because I'm like the funniest guy in the world, but like, just like you just, do Yeah, humor. delivery. Have you ever done it? I'm like, no. Like, I see people, uh, and I can literally, this has no value because I don't do it myself, so I can't talk shit, but I've seen people that aren't very funny yeah. go up on stage and just love it. And I'm like, you got like balls, man, to be doing that. Yeah. Like me. Not very funny, but I did it twice. You don't think you're funny? No, I think I'm funny. You're funny. Yeah. Delivery and timing and actually understanding of humor is so important to comedy. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are just like, no, let's go up there and say something that's relevant. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's not always funny. Yeah. And the delivery matters, you know? It, those things are hard, man, because sometimes like five minutes, all you get is five minutes because to save the audience. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all you get is five minutes. So it's hard to like deliver something over five minutes because you got to set something up really quick and punchline it and still make it casual because most oh, of yeah. like what makes things funny is like timing you say something and then like an hour later you bring it back up 100%. right yeah but some people don't let go of that stuff and like they bring oh, it up God. like nine times in the half hour like hey yeah. hey, hey idiot <laughs> remember idiot yeah. you know last, last week when we were talking about like burning things in london this is so bad um <laughs> we're gonna be and, on, like, and i brought up basic white girls twice and I already like cringed at myself the second time. I was like, <laughs> like basic white girls with burns in the hospital. <laughs> I cringed the second time about like the first time was funny, but the second time I really wanted no, it. But these moments of <laughs> humbleness like help. Yeah, yeah. You know, be like, whoa, okay, lesson learned. Yeah. You know, I, I realized I was walking Charlie this morning and I was like, if we don't make mistakes, like just think, okay, if we don't make mistakes, we will never get better. Same with humor, okay? I, I was thinking about this yeah. exact moment. I remember when I went from third grade to fourth grade. I remember this specifically. Mm. My humor in third grade killed it with the class. Class clown, no problem. When I got into fourth grade, I tried the same sort of act and nothing. So I had to, I saw my humor evolve. I, I tested it out. I saw, okay, now fourth graders laugh at this. And I saw it and I've aged with my humor every single year when people wouldn't laugh anymore to now them laughing, you know? Damn. It's the craziest thing to experience. And, and I'm so glad that I had those moments of awkwardness, you know, because it, it's helped me recognize, evolve. Hey, man, that's what I want to talk about today. Evolving or recognize. Recognition. Okay. Evolving is good. Um, I want to talk about emotional intelligence. Um, mm. It's so weird because, like, I take notes sometimes of, like, topics I want to talk about. Like, we don't ever have, like, set schedule of what we're going to talk about. So we're called the rabbit hole, baby. Rabbit Welcome hole. to the rabbit hole where you will feel your brain. Anyway, go on. <laughs> All the time. Um, yeah, I know. You know what? Already, I'm liking the rabbit hole a little more. See? Yeah. It only took a week? It took a week. And a few sleeps. <laughs> rabbit hole, rabbit hole. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, God damn. What was I talking about? You were talking about... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, emotional intelligence. Okay, good. Because um, I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> but then, like, I don't know. Recognition. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. The importance of... Emotional intelligence. Recognize... Here's the thing. Emotional intelligence is... is multi-sided okay yeah you can have multi uh 
emotional intelligence with other people, mm. you can also have emotional intelligence with yourself. Yeah. So that's where we a lot of people struggle, I think, is recognizing what am I feeling right now? Is this sadness? Is this happiness? Is this nervousness? Is this anxiety? Like, There's so many emotions that borderline each other Yeah. that oftentimes they go misdirected mis or undiagnosed for the right cause. So I feel like you already have a huge and very high base knowledge, not base knowledge, yeah, very high knowledge of, uh, of emotional intelligence, just by the way you're speaking. I And the quote that I have in my notes, yeah. which I, so sometimes I'll take notes of just like things I want to bring up some other weeks, right? And for some reason I have like a, this note that says, Dan knows and can sense other people's emotions. Elaborate. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm thankful that you think that, but I I think so too. <laughs> Only because when you are an emotional person, and listen, it's yeah. taken me years to finally admit, even use that term in the same sentence as me. You know, like I definitely have learned over the years that I'm sensitive and I'm emotional. Mm-hmm. And neither of those, uh, when you hear that, you're automatically like, oh, he cries a lot. Oh, he's he's such a little bitch or a pussy. It's like, that's mm-hmm. not what those mean. And if that's what you think they mean, you still have some growth to do in those departments. Emotional means I, when I'm happy, I feel it. I feel happy. I'm excited. I'm loud. I'm energetic. When I'm sad, I feel sad. And yeah, mm-hmm. I do cry. Um, I, I, I put a lot of my emotion into my art now. Um, to be sensitive is different. Sensitive means things that would be said or things that will happen affect me on a greater scale than some. Yeah. For an example, uh, a breakup, it does hit me hard, harder than some, not as hard as some, you know, but I'm sensitive to specific things. I take yeah. it to heart. And with that, I think you can then sort of feel the vibe of someone. When they come into a room, you can just sort of sense, like, okay, something's up or they're, they're masking something. Yeah. You know, like, biggest red flag for me is when someone thinks or acts like they have it all together. Uh, to me, it just screams, I don't have it all together. Mm. You know, it's just one of those images, but I, yeah, I think that's, it's a good representation. It's easy to pick those people up. What? Pick those people out. What? <clears throat> someone who is trying to make it look like they have it all together, but they really don't. Well, yeah, but it all stems from your childhood. Interesting. Look, we're going right. to get therapeutic right now. Here we go. Most things that you're struggling with in today's world, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, late teens, somehow stemmed when you were a kid. When you're a kid, your brain is like a mashed potato, okay? Mm. And just think of a mashed potato reversing itself going back into a baked potato. So you start off as this mush that can be formed and molded in anything. And experiences will change that. Trauma will change that. And certain parts of the mashed potato won't actually harden because of trauma. Well, as time goes on your brain will then become a, a, mash, a baked potato. So it's a little harder, still mm. soft. And as you get older, it becomes a potato. A real spud. A real, <laughs> a real spud where you can't, it's harder to change your thought processes because it's been through the transition of hardening, mm. of being baked into your brain and your thoughts and your personality. But there's still sides of you that is still mush because trauma has kept it. Oh my God, this is such a good analogy. This is good. I literally just thought of this now. I'm so happy. Okay. This is good. I'm like, thinking of clay, but yeah. Take oh, oh my God, clay, clay would be... Because oh you're baking it. Well, like clay would make way more yeah, sense. But you know, I, I don't want to take that Damn away from it. you. Damn it. <laughs> I thought it was so perfect. You're but. like, clay would have been better. <laughs> so this is the thing. Like, if you struggle or something sets you off now, 
it may not be super easy to fix because it was rooted when you were a kid. Yeah. Um, let me think of an example. Oh, I just saw something about this. What? Oh, you don't know what to say. About like, just like reversal or something. Anyways, go ahead. Well, it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week briefly about retraining your thoughts because mm. through the process of hardening these thoughts and baking them in and making them hardwired in your brain, they then become a fact in your world, a truth in your world. Yeah. And they may not always be that way. For an example, up until I was 26 yeah. last year, I was under the impression that it doesn't matter who you're with or any friends you might have, you can always make it work if you just don't fight. Mm. And I literally, to a concrete feeling, thought that this was fact, man. Mm. But when things are reversed and people necessarily don't want to be your friend or want to be in your life, there's nothing you can do about that mm-hmm. to make them want to stay or make them... There's nothing you can do. Yeah. And so when I went through that feeling, there was this weird-ass emotion of like, I felt like I've been, I've lived a lie in that department for my whole life, but it's like, no, it's a choice thing. People are at different stages in their life and things don't always operate. Like you don't have it all figured out. Yeah. That's why like racism still exists. Why let's break racism down to a, a fine point. Why does racism exist? Well, because you're. It's fear-based. Yeah. You're scared they're going to come in and change your culture. You're scared that they're different than you. They speak to you. They eat to you. Like, why does any of that affect you? No. To a point. Like, if you were to sit a racist down and just be like, why? Well, my daddy. Like, yeah. you know. Zero. It goes back. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Homophobia. Why do you? Because it makes me, why does it make you uncomfortable? It all goes back to how you were raised or what you were taught. And it yeah. doesn't mean that that's fact and that's right. It's true. Mashed potato. I'm going to carry that, man. Listen, I've always thought that uh, I think in analogies. That's why, like, my art is often symbolist, yeah. symbol-based. And <laughs> when I have conversations with friends, if I'm trying to help them with something, it always comes in the form of, like, analogy. Okay, so take a race car. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know how you're saying about, like, grade three to grade four, you were, like, funny, and then grade four, you had to, like, readjust? Yeah. Were you still funny again in grade four? Yeah, it just, it took, it took a process okay. to be refined. So for me, in terms of analogies, grade 9 to 12 fucking killed it. Wow, I'm swearing so much. I'm sorry. Guys. In what way? I The analogies that I thought of were the best. Always the best. Always. Right? And then grade 12 to first year university, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but when I turned 19, the analogies all went out. Right? And I remember, I know my, like, one of my best friends, man, so many best friends, but I love them all dearly. One of my best friends, Hussein, right? Yeah. He was like, grade 12, I remember him specifically saying, Yo, you always have the best analogies, right? And then first year university, up until today, he's always like, man, your analogies are whack. And I was like, what happened, man? No, no happened? Here's, here's I don't the got thing. the juice. You're, no, you still have the juice. <laughs> I don't got the juice. It's just you've put, you've pressurized the juice, so it's now condensed, so it's really small. Oh, concentrate? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta let that stuff blossom. One of the biggest things for me and why I was so fearful of selling my art for an example yeah was because i thought the exact same thing right now it's flowing out of me so naturally that if i start monetizing this and worrying about shipping and who's buying it that it's going to create a block mm. and it's going to disappear the second you just let it flow and just be like eh, whatever happens happens yeah they'll come and 
Your analogies may still be just as good. It just could be your friend that's it's accepting true. them in a different way. Like when I say an analogy to Hussein, I'm already thinking like, is this going to sell? Well, you're setting yourself up in a failure state of mind. Like, yeah, they could be just as good, but maybe he, his thinking is different. Yeah. You know? But it's still a good joke between us now that my analogies are always whack. Maybe your but. analogies are whack. Because I know in the past, sometimes you started an analogy and it's and just, it just dropped, fades. man. I know, man. And I could see it's like you're not confident in finishing it or you're just like you don't know where to go with yeah. it. Yeah. Man, he's he's really affected me. <laughs> you got to cut him off. <laughs> no, I think... So what I, what I want to say about emotional intelligence is that, is like recognition and all that. So with emotional intelligence, have you seen the emotional intelligence grid? No, I don't think so. No, okay. So there's like, imagine a grid of like four boxes, right? And one column is the self and the second column is others, Right. And then the first row, so it intersects with either self or others. The first row is recognition, right? And the second row is regulation, right? There's no, because it's like a box of four, there's no real order to it, but they think there's an order of four, right? And obviously the fourth is the best one. So the first one is self-recognition. So being aware of your own feelings. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry. I completely messed that up. The first one is is recognition of social settings. Mm-hmm. Right? So re- regula- uh, recognition of others' feelings. Okay. I see someone sad. Right. He's like, that's sad. Right? It's basically, it's called social skills. You just see someone who's sad. You you're pick sad. Up. You just pick up. Okay. You pick up right? the vibe. Yep. You're just recognizing it. Mm-hmm. The second level, a little higher than that, is self-recognition, right? right? Because a lot of people are aware that someone else is mad, someone else is angry, someone else is happy. A lot of people can be aware that they themselves are mad, angry, happy. Interesting, right? Yeah. So that's like the, sorry, that's like the recognition aspect. Mm-hmm. The second row where it really matters, right? That's where you now have a high emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. right, is regulation of your own feelings, mm-hmm. right? So I am happy. I know I am happy. This is what made me happy. This is how I get to happiness, right? Or I am sad. This is how I need to feel better. And this is how right. I can feel better. Right. It doesn't mean I'm going to become happier because you're so emotionally intelligent that you know sometimes when you're sad, you like to be in the sadness Take it all in, but that changes. and then you have yeah, and, and it changes every like sometimes situation to situation. If I'm sad, what used to make me happy may not fix that anymore. You know, it's true. Like you, you, your emotional intelligence ages with you, yeah, through experience. Yes. So, like as a kid, for an example, you're sad. You get ice cream. You're happy. Yeah. Problems very surface level. As you get older, you get more responsibility. You get more things in your life that. When those make you sad, well, it's not as easy. And unfortunately, some people turn to drugs and alcohol You're right. to numb the pain, um, whereas others might try to buy really expensive things, yeah. retail therapy. So it's interesting how... But it does... Yeah, you're right. It does change. It does change. And that's, that's a high emotional intelligence that you have is that each situation is different. So getting to the level of self-regulation isn't knowing... I'm sad, I need to be happy. Getting to that level is is knowing what you need 
and where you need to be out of it, right? Like if you have control of yourself of how I'm going to feel better or how I'm going to enjoy this movie and how I'm going to become, you know, dive deep into the sadness, mm-hmm. that is self-regulation. So knowing that every situation is different is self-regulation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like if you're approaching the same situation, if you're approaching every situation with, I'm just going to, you know, uh, take a few shots, you don't have self-regulation. You don't got it. No, no. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> if you're going through every situation buying ice cream for yourself, you don't got it. No, because, well, your regulation probably hasn't changed since you were a kid. Yeah. Imagine. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, that's insane, man. You know, I, ice cream, cream, I just need a... I just need to scoop ice cream. Right now. <laughs> I just, just need some soft. It's been a long twist. day. I think anything like look, yeah. change for at least for me, and I know there's other people out there the same. Change is uncomfortable. Yeah, but slowly my brain is accepting that the only way to grow mm-hmm. and live life comfortably is by accepting change. Yeah. Not by like, okay, let's just go along with it. But by by seeing like, okay, this is uncomfortable right now. This doesn't feel good. Ah, yeah. oh, man, it sucks. Another day like this, it sucks. But that's like you're putting your brain into the furnace. And when it comes out, it's going to be even stronger. Back to the clay. Oh, man. I'm, I can't get away from this clay analogy. I'm just <laughs> using different things. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it is. You're, you're baking the clay. You're just entering yeah. a new phase of baking. And sometimes you'll put the clay into the oven a couple times a year. Yeah. And sometimes it, randomly the oven will pop up if something significant happens in your life. Mm. You just got to put the clay in there. You may not be ready for it. It's hot, man. It's heat. You want to you want to back it? away. It's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I I felt like if I let him go, he he would he would keep going, and it kind of worked. <laughs> I, I can feel it. Um, you just got to let it happen. Yeah. It's like, total side note and I'm going to totally kill what I just said. That's okay. I've been, watch- I've been watching this show on Netflix called Blown Away. Yeah. It's this glass blowing thing. It's like a competition show. Man. Netflix. Yeah. That's It's good as hell, man. Wide. Like, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very bizarre. So, at the intro, at the beginning of the show, they're like introducing the show, right? And they're like, every glass blower will get their own glass, their uh, tools, and their own personal glory hole. And apparently, I've learned, I'm sorry. I've learned in glass blowing, a glory hole is what the furnace is called. So essentially, guys, in life, you're gonna have to enter a glory hole. I am <laughs> baffled. That's what Sometimes I'm twice a year. Sometimes a few times a year, you gotta visit the glory hole and just heat up the clay or glass. Oh my god! And just form something. Yep. No, but honestly, if you guys pulled some from that, there is there is truth there. Like, like don't. Don't view life as one note and don't be a one trick pony either. Like, yeah. you, like, oh, you're good at one thing. No, you can evolve throughout life. Yes. Like I never touched the art world two years ago. Yeah. Now all of a sudden it is my world. I love it. Yeah. It's like things can come and you should embrace that. Don't stick to the status quo of, well, I got to do this. And well, if I don't play sports or I don't lift weights or if I don't, it's not yeah. like, I'm not ashamed. Listen, one thing that I feel turns girls off, by the way is how I often talk about how, oh, I'm not a foodie, I can't cook, and blah, blah, But I, like I'm I don't. not, man. <laughs> I, I don't, don't, straight up. Don't, if you're interested, like, don't for a second think that all of a sudden I'm going to toss up a souffle for you. Like, it's not me. Mm. It can be me if I find genuine interest in it, but I don't. Damn. So back up. <laughs> 
What's one thing you cannot cook, but you'd love to cook? I cannot cook, but I'd love to cook. Um, let me think here. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a very capable human being. So you can cook? I can technically cook. Right? Okay. I, yeah, but it's the action, the mental block yeah, of yeah, wanting yeah. to. It's so tall. This wall is so tall. <laughs> and it's not. like it's like 10 feet thick. Like I'm just, my brain is like, bro. We can do so much more because cooking for one isn't fun. Uh, you're talking wrong guy. You're you, the wrong guy. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at you like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> cooking for one. He's like pointing cooking, at me. Yeah, okay. you're like, do it for cooking this? For like, one's not fun, right? <laughs> and you're, meanwhile, you have like a whole Instagram account uh, of food. <laughs> I was like looking at the side. Um, I find no pleasure in cooking for one. Why? Really? It takes you 40 minutes to toss up a souffle of bananas. Yeah, and potato. not one person is going to be like, it needs more salt or it needs this. No, bro, we're good. But no it one also knows me. you did it. Nah, everyone knows I did it. Well, only if you post it on Instagram. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I see that everyone has strengths and weaknesses in different fields. Yeah. And for me, the kitchen is a place of conversation, That's not it. of cooking. It's true. I've never seen you cook once at or even have a cooked meal. <laughs> but I guess it, we, I just see you on Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> you see you on Monday mornings. Monday man. mornings. This is your assumption of me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll um I can make a really good chicken breast, like like with with seasonings. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of seasoning? Just give me that. <laughs> what do we um like chipotle, mm. uh those pepper flakes, sprinkle yes. a little of those on. Ooh. Uh sometimes put a little bit of mayonnaise. Ah, make it a little moist. Did I lose oh. you there? Mayonnaise. Sorry, moist. May- mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> oh, sprinkle some cornflakes on top. Wait, wait, wait. The mayonnaise thing. Did you see this on a mayonnaise commercial? I did. <laughs> I saw- yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh, my God. That's when everyone started no, putting mayonnaise on I their chicken. I cannot believe you saw. No, yeah, I think man. I saw it on the bottle. Or it's, it was on. Yeah, yeah, it's something. It's one of like the. It was on the bottle. Or it was on the commercial. Use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Holy <laughs> crap! Yeah, that's exactly um, where I got it. So the fourth level of emotional intelligence. Oh, we're back here, right? Is 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 really the one I want to talk about, and it's really the one that you're at, um, and I believe I'm at it too. Where, you know how like there was self regulation, which like you knew every situation was different, and you knew how to make it better or whatever in every situation for most for the most part mm-hmm. with. The fourth level, which is also called emotional intelligence mm-hmm. in the emotional intelligence grid, mm-hmm. um, it's regulation of others, right? That's when it's like, and it sounds creepy, but it's not really creepy. Basically, it's recognizing others' feelings, recognizing your own feelings, and then knowing what you can do about those feelings. So gotcha. you know how to sell something gotcha. to someone or you know how to make them feel better. I think you said this like five episodes ago where you were like, you know, I thought that cracking a joke would always make the situation better. Right. Let's say we're having a fight or what, or someone, someone is mad or your significant other is mad and to make their day better, I would always crack a joke. Mm-hmm. Not emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Thanks for that w- shot. <laughs> Take your shots of you now. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I, I need a button on the pad. Yeah. Not emotional intelligence. <laughs> idiot. Do we have an idiot? Is it orange? <laughs> That's me whenever I try to make people yeah. laugh in inopportune times. So it's uh, but but knowing that, recognizing that a joke doesn't always make things better. One hundred percent. Right. 
then leads you to regulating that and knowing different people react to different things in different ways, right? It's a, it's so, a, it's an equation. So exactly. for an example, I know friends that when they're sad, if I feed into that and be like, oh, like feed into the woe is me and the, it's uh yeah, you know, sometimes life is hard on you, then it only makes it worse. Yeah. Some people, and this goes into this, some people need a challenging perspective of like, hey, it's not actually that bad. Yeah. Or, or hey, how about you view it this way? Like there's, man, I know so many negative people like around that when I'm around them for too long, I start to feel negative. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like don't view the world like that. I know right now it feels like that, but stop shitting on the world. Yeah. Because it is the most contagious thing. And then one of the biggest cliches growing up is people are like, you're hanging out with a bad crowd. Mm. They're like true, man. Like if you are hanging out with a bad crowd, you can expect to absorb that mentality. I've oh, seen yeah. it happen. I've seen people's lives change. They were so cool. Then they started hanging out with a rough crowd and their whole life up until then, it's now gone, gone to shit. And like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to say, but I think they'd say the same thing. Like you have to, it's hard to know who you are. It's really, we, we like to sit here and think we know who we are, no. but in 20 years we can sit here again and listen to this and be like, wow, man, I yeah. knew nothing about who I was. I comfortably say I know 20% of myself. Only 20%. I, I don't even know if I could give a percentage. I, I know that I know myself the best I ever have in this moment. For sure. And that'll always be changing, which is great. So if you're a teenager and you're like, I gave my friend advice to have ice cream last week, that's fine. Like, <laughs> you're not there yet. And don't rush it. <laughs> no, nah, man. You got to change to hard scoops. <laughs> yeah. Soft Go serve. Soft serve to hard <laughs> scoops, man. Eventually, it'll help. That's a real maturity, actually, to be honest. I, it's just emotional intelligence is something you learn, and it's not like a gift you get when you're born yeah. by any means. Like You learn it. And you can lose it, too, because there's a lot of people. For example, I'll give this. Um, emotional intelligence, it's one thing to have for people your age, right? It's another to know how to react to different people of different age groups. That's hard. Different cultures, right? So, like, I mean, like for instance, trying to console an old man is basically like an example of what you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of difficult because you're like, this is my elder. They know more. Like, yeah, I know exactly what that means. Like, there's a reason they're called dad jokes. Like, they used to be funny, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the dads just stayed at that, that, that culture mm-hmm. of, of that <laughs> yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you know? And when we grow up, we might just think well, in memes. Well, I think you can't. So back to what you said, you can lose it. You can lose emotional intelligence through the form of too much comfort. Yeah. For instance, if someone walks in the door right now and gives me a $100 million check, I now know that I'm set for life. Yeah. So that fear is gone. So when someone now says, Dan, I'm stressed because of my job, it's harder to relate to them because I don't have to worry about it. So I'm not really checking in with that side of me anymore. Yeah. So it gets rusty. It's sure. like someone... So I, I got this book at home that um, it's really great conversation starting questions. And one of them was like, take your biggest struggle... And if if you could get rid of it right now, would you? And for most people, I think instantly you'd be like, yes, 100% yes. But for me, I'd say my biggest struggle is is anxiety. And it's something I've been tackling and struggling with. Not struggling. I don't want to use that because it makes it seem like it's been always there. I yeah. say I have bouts of tough times with anxiety. If someone were to say we want to get rid of it, I genuinely think I would say no. Only because it's given me so much more emotionally emotional intelligence yeah. with people because I felt 
this and that and, and how could this ever happen to me and my brain explores and feels this and that that eventually it's kind of like it's sort of a gift in a way it's a yeah it's a blessing in disguise whereas i think a lot of people need to reframe their biggest struggles right now if it is it financial okay yeah but if you get rid of that would you become a huge asshole like if you, if you all of a sudden became incredibly rich would you be a huge asshole would you forget about your friends would like buy the suv cut people off yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. There's so much you have to think of on the flip side. That try to think of your life as okay. This is good. Like yeah. some of my hardest times, I've gotten through by, and this is so cliche, but by thinking everything happens for a reason. <laughs> and I think like okay, this happened because this and this. Listen, this whole shot and forgot series that yeah. I've been doing on YouTube. The only reason it came about was because. I bought a scanner. The yeah. only reason I bought a scanner was because I was convinced I should start selling my art. Yeah. The only reason why I was convinced to start selling my art was because I posted about it. It, it. You can trace this shit all the way back. Yeah, yeah. But at any stage along the way, I never knew this was coming. And I'm really hoping that this Shot and Forgot series is the vessel to the next part of my career, which is aging my audience, which came from following a rabbit hole of a passion, which was art. I did not think it would come full circle and bring me back to YouTube. Damn. Zam, Zam, Zay. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, <laughs> that was just a button we pressed. <laughs> it's it's just, I don't know, man. Like life's wild when you just kind of enjoy the ride and don't say enjoy the ride. Enjoy the oh, ride. Okay. <laughs> when you when enjoy you just, <laughs> enjoy the ride and, and just go with what feels right. Yeah. If it's right, if it's not going to hurt you, like don't be like, well, it feels right to try LSD. It's like no, that's probably <laughs> a bad idea. Yeah. I was going to speak on that, but I was like, nope. Let's not go down that path. <laughs> the one rabbit hole we don't get into <laughs> is the one that ends this whole podcast. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I've never done that. You just, to, <laughs> just, I just wanna, <laughs> I'm not going to speak on it, but I will speak on that. <laughs> i uh, never done it. Um, so I don't know. Another yeah, I know. So, uh, you know, emotional intelligence is pretty good. You got it. And a good thing to do is to keep challenging yourself on getting to different people, right? Like understanding different in different emotions of different people, mm. you know, different age groups, mm. different things. And I think, yeah, I'm sure you were kind of, you had to do this, you know, as a, I guess as a creator, you, you have to understand your audience and you have to understand sometimes that um, your audience might not be the same age as you. They could be older than you. They could be younger than you. They could live overseas in another country yeah. and you have to, um, be it's, aware of all the um, culture is so different. Like yeah. that, that's a tough one. Like you can't. Another thing that pisses me off is someone that is, is from Canada, or United States, that goes over to Japan and is like, "Hi, can I get some Hirajuku?" Like you know, <laughs> trying to pretend like they know. Like respect the culture, and I maybe that is a form of respect. Actually, just trying to pronounce it the same way. Yeah. But I've seen like vlogs of people traveling overseas and they just try to mention things and use the same accent. And I'm like, don't man, it's so cringy. Yeah, you know, you've said something to me once, of like, and and I never knew it existed, but I totally see it all the time now, of like how people like, people prefer someone who's learning, and and not the smartest, as opposed to someone who thinks they got it all together. I don't know what you said, but well, I think because when someone, if you're looking at someone that has it all together, there's very little you can pull from that, or because we all. At least a lot of us want to help. Yeah. 
Or you look at why girls always go for like the damaged guy because they want to change him. Yeah. Same with the same like guys want to change the girl. It's because we want to have some sort of purpose, and we feel purpose comes in the form of offering assistance. Yeah. And so for me, when I do YouTube videos, I'll often offer a conversation starter of how you can help. Yeah. So back to shot and forgot. I post these photos. Do you, as the viewer, see anything in these photos that you would recognize that I missed? Happens all the time. Mm. The last episode I did, people were like, Dan, that's not Holland, that's Germany, and here's why. Now they're more inclined because they're invested. They've helped the content grow. Yeah. Who the hell wants to be around someone that is like, I got this. No, and here's how it goes. Yeah. If you're not growing or learning, then you're always going to be the same. You're going to be the same guy as you are when you're 50. You know, like, I find we all want to see someone. There's relatability to that. Mm. And there's no relatability in perfection. Yeah, so I feel like the last few years I've been on this thing of like kind of want to do something where like it's all about learning. And that's like all I've been preaching is like share share what you're learning as opposed to share what you know, right? So Ooh. my best friend just like, you know, opened a cigar business. My brother is doing his master's degree or something, right? And they both want to kind of, you know, put a social media twist to it. Right. Obviously that, you know, to sell it. Um, and my, what I've been preaching is don't share your cigar business when it's, once it's like big and successful, people want to see the, the road to getting there. Like how much would you pay? I would friggin' short of killing someone. This is what I, <laughs> I would pay. Anything what is it to see all these like successful people? Like imagine, imagine Martin Luther King had a vlog leading up to the million men march so i would yeah, kill yeah, yeah, yeah for that gandhi uh so steve here's jobs. the thing I though like kanye west now <laughs> gandhi no no steve yeah jobs. seeing if steve jobs had an instagram account to see like the oh because here's the thing i think if you were posting like check it out just sold like a million cigars there's nothing people can they can always say congrats yeah but if they were like seeing you every step of the way, they feel like they're invested in your growth yeah. and success. Like some of the most popular comments I get from friends or family, people that don't know me or that mm -hmm. are local, is I have so much fun seeing you do all these cool things. Yeah. And, and it's because you're letting them in on behind the scenes and everyone loves behind the scenes. Yeah. Everyone. And, and don't lie. If you're listening, we all freaking look at the mirror too long thinking my eyes are lopsided. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. we do something. Yeah. You know? And so when you see someone else doing that publicly, yeah, it's kind of like you're one of me. Like we're one in the same. We feel yeah. the same way, but it's very hard for me. Like Kylie Jenner, I can see a lot of people wanting to be her, but I also see a lot of people being very, discouraged because they can't be her. Yeah. And it's because, well, she doesn't necessarily show, like, what what kills me, she has this, like, Kylie skin thing coming out. And are you kidding me? She's pumped up with so much fake shit. Like, even her photos, man, are... What skin? Are photoshopped. Like, yeah. that, there's no authenticity. Look at Kylie Jenner freaking five years ago. Like, yeah. there's this meme going around, and I'm not trying to fuel the hate, but she didn't really have lips Nothing. Now, somehow she built a brand around lips. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can do anything in this world at this point. Truly. So, people, I don't want to be shitting on Instagram again, but look <laughs> at the bigger picture of everything. Yeah. The second you start to form a ideal in your head, this is what perfection is. Yeah. 
is when you will start to fall and only look up at it. Yeah. Because you're most likely looking at perfection from other people's lenses and experiences that you won't have the same thing. Yeah, and there's just so many backstories to it of what you're looking at. 100%. But I do think, man, that's like the, I think that's now for me one of the coolest things to share is just the backstory, the story of how I got there. Oh, man, if like, if there's a video of like Bill Gates being like, I uh, just got this garage. Here I am in my garage <laughs> making Microsoft. <laughs> Man, maybe Ty Lopez was right this whole time. Yeah. No, but I, I know, you know what you mean. Like, like, he's like, we don't know. We just took out a $10,000 loan. We just sold my raggedy ass car. Here's a picture of it. You know? I, well, I love, I, I heard this thing yesterday, actually, of, um, I think from that Joe Dis, Dispenza, I think his name was. Yeah. Um, I like, love this guy's content lately. And he was basically saying, like, people only see the smiling version of the CEO. They never see the... 70, 100 times they failed yeah. and thought it would be over in the years they put into it. They only see the, the oh, that asshole, look at all the money he's got. And that's why people are jaded towards successful because they think that's what happened. Mm. They think that was overnight. Yeah. And I hate those comments. And that's why I hate trolls, but I never give them any power by answering them. But trolls are the worst where it's like, um, they kind of act like you haven't earned your stripes. Yeah. And it's like, me personally, my backstory, I've been doing YouTube for over 10 years. I, I got behind a camera back in 10th grade doing lip sync videos. This yeah. isn't this isn't new for me. Yeah. You know, like I've evolved with it to hopefully one day be very successful with it. And it will not by any means be overnight success. Your favorite uh, musicians, if they sold out, oftentimes Katy Perry gets this, Taylor Swift gets it too. Are you yeah. kidding me? Do you know how much work these people put in? Like whether yeah, or not no, they, they can, <laughs> like the albums they released, the hours in the studio that you don't see, and you hear this one song, and you've got the audacity to say it's shit, and you've changed. Like, yeah, yeah, they've changed. The only reason they made it there is because they've changed. Yeah, get off my ass. <laughs> the last bit just felt like you as a teenager. <laughs> get off my ass. Yeah, leave me alone, mom. <laughs> Dad, um, I just wanted to. That's not how your mom's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this podcast, it's funny because when we uh, look at this, ex perfect example was originally called DNA, yeah. then Dan and Amar show, now the rabbit hole. Yeah. We've seen it evolve and hopefully for the better. Yeah. Our content used to be okay, we have to think of games. We got to think of okay, this segment, this segment. It just, we found out it wasn't us. Yeah. And we know we found a structure that relatively works and it's cool to see where this is going to evolve to. And I think the last two episodes have been the most casual yet. Yeah, but in a, in a planned way. In a planned way. That could sound like most casual yet, like, oh, Omar was hungover that one time, so <laughs> it's kind of too casual. No, no, no. It just, I don't know. It just feels like, I don't know. It's really like, I know three episodes ago, I, I literally, in the description, I was like, it actually feels like two friends are talking. Yeah. I think we're getting there, Dan. I'd say so. Like, when you, like, you know what's, don't even lie if you're listening. If you go to a coffee shop and you hear like loud talkers next to you, you're more inclined to like chew your biscotti a little quieter because yeah. you want to hear what they're talking about. Right. Hey, I just throw the biscotti in the back. And just or just dip it in the tea crushers. longer so it's it's mushy so they think you're chewing it, but really you're just like, wow, did Jackie really do that? I don't know. <laughs> I have such good hearing, man. If anyone's talking beside me, whew, yeah, airports. I'm getting it all. Man, I love just eavesdropping airports. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to admit it. Yeah. People watching and people listening, oh, love, love it. it. It's like It's like reality at your fingertips. <laughs>
like freaking just go to a mall and just listen to people oftentimes bitch about their life, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's funny to hear people, people's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, malls are one place I don't like really. Uh, it's like, you, you, you know what I heard today? Yeah. I was walking Charlie and it was in the lobby of my building. And this woman's rubbing her like second trimester belly. Okay, so she still has a ways to go. Mm. It's like a deflated basketball at this point. She, you can tell she's not there <laughs> yet. But she's rubbing her belly. She's like, yeah, so he's going to be a Sagittarius. And her husband was like, yes, I freaking love that. Sagittarius. I'm like, you guys <laughs> have seriously planned Whoa. this? Also, I've met, I've seen many of those people that are like, yeah, he's going to be a Sagittarius. But I've never seen that husband. That's no, crazy. I know. Does that matter to you? Okay, he's a Sagittarius. Does that matter to you? I, I mean, I mean, no, but no, like, like, are, are, do you look at the horoscope and be like, it's gospel? Well, the stars are aligned, so I must have success on the horizon. No, I've never taken it as, as this is how I should run my life because some do, but it's kind of whack how they, how they always know. I agree. I like, I can shit on it for so long until I have to agree. Like, man, yeah. these, these horoscopes can sometimes be right. Yeah. But let me ask you this. I give you a newspaper with horoscopes mm. and I scratch out all of the actual horoscope, Capricorn, Leo, it's yeah. all gone. Would you be able to identify which one is you? Because they're all relatively positive. Not all the time, but most of the time, a lot of them will fit into your life because it's ideal thinking. Success is on the horizon. It's like a fortune cookie. Why do we buy into this? Because it's positive. It gives us hope. Yeah. Success is a love is around the corner. Like we love this stuff. I'll do this this week. <laughs> I'm going to scratch it all out and then and then see what happens. Right? Because I think that's actually a cool thing to do. I'll scratch right. it out. Okay, you scratch next, it out. Next yeah, week. next week. I will scratch it out and I'll get you to try to guess which. I'll read them out or something. Yeah. But I think that's... But I, I have we talked about this of like the one, the one guy who like wrote... Okay, he just told everyone. He got 30 people and he's like, I just need your first name and your age. Mm-hmm. He wrote a 30-page report on every single person, right? And this girl was like, I don't know how he knew about me and my dad. I don't know what happened with her and her dad. But And then, like, some other guy would be like, it's crazy that he, you know, he predicted me moving, or he said, like, me moving so many times and all that. And then he gave them all, 30 of them, the same report. No. And he just wrote it in a way that like appealed to each one. Amazing. That so right? oh my god. So it's the same exact one. It's the same exact report. Right. This I, this feeds into my thinking of psychics. Okay. Yes. Personally, and do not get offended when I'm about to say this. I think psychics are bullshit. Yeah. The reason I say that is because I've seen a video, it was uh, on a show called um Mind Games. Mind Games. Where he's like watch this. Goes on the street and brings three random people into this psychic-looking shop, okay? Yeah. He sits them down, and he does this technique where if you are open to psychics, almost like if you're going to be hypnotized, you can only be hypnotized if you're open to it. Mm. Same with psychics. I think psychics, what he did is he brought them in, and he's he's like, oh, I'm getting a reading from a f- uh, uh, F, F, F. And then you're like, Uncle Frank! Yeah. You know, so many people are so eager yeah. to do this that... If you were to go into a psychic and being skeptical, I don't think you'd have as fun of a time because psychics have a way, like, here's the thing. You're more likely to buy into something if it speaks positive about your future. Yeah. So if I were to sit here and say, listen, I just, I, I last night I went through this wormhole and I just got psychic powers. I want to tell you something. 
your future, you're going to make a lot of money by next year. Of course, you're going to go around That's saying, friendly. Dan is psychic. This guy knows. Because yeah. I've said, if I sat here and said, listen, man, yeah. your, your elbows, forget it. They're going to become solid. You won't be able to bend your arms anymore. You're going to be like, who is this guy? This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, then you're going to look at your elbows and maybe a slight fear. <laughs> but seriously, like, I can't get behind this because yeah. if you think about every small town has two psychics that are in the basement of a house. Yeah, probably How, feeding each other lines too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, John, this But like, and this is the worst thing, but like, if they were really psychic, why wouldn't they do the lottery yeah. and win a bunch but of money? But it's true. But it's true. And they're like, no, it's not that kind of power. It's different wavelengths. Look, one of these Someone times, told you that. I think we need to have a psychic in here. Or what we were going to do eventually was call into an online psychic. Oh, down. Yeah, 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 still down. We should do it, not tell them. I don't care. Legal issues, we'll deal with it later. Yeah. We'll do it in the next few weeks. And see what happens, man. Like, see if it's... Because one of the things people are like, they're like, oh, they started saying secrets about my mom that nobody knows. Yeah. And I'm like, I've heard this, honestly, probably four times from different people that... Their mom, something a secret about their mom that nobody knows. Maybe it's the same secret that every mom has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. And I, it, like, it's just the way you speak it. Like, it, like even horoscopes, man. Like, sure, a lot of times are like deadly accurate, but it's always going to be accurate if you're like, mm, if you're, you're finding kinda, accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always going to be like, you know, you're you're struggling with love. You don't know if you should go after them or not. Like. That happens to everyone all day, every day. 100%. Right? So that's why the way you write it. If somebody were to write something like the stars are aligned, financial gains are in your future, you're going to be like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of people, if you get diagnosed with cancer from a doctor, a lot of people stop there. That's my life. Yeah. Do you know how many cases of misdiagnosis have happened Mm. and happen on the regular that to trust one doctor's opinion is the stupidest thing you can do. Damn. Doctors are doctors are very intelligent people. But there have been numerous times in my own circle where I've heard that the doctor once said one thing as gospel and the others were like, not at all. Oh, yeah. So you need multiple opinions. And I think if, a, a, if you're basing it off of a psychic and that gimmick or a horoscope in the newspaper or a doctor... Or, or a doctor. <laughs> Look, these are very, there's no basis behind this. What, yeah. Like, what gives a psychic a psychic ability? I want to know that. What, how does somebody fall into the career path of a psychic? They just... Uh, Do they know it already? They just <laughs> read into the... I don't know. They like, just, when they're seven, they're like, I'm going to be a psychic because I already know. <laughs> Goes to school for it. No, there's um, no psychic school. Imagine that. I think you've got to be like licensed, no? Well, it's like a magician. How does somebody become a magician? Well, you intern under another magician, I think. Yeah, lots of long hours, YouTube. Yeah, but YouTube, you're not authentic. Well, yeah, Yeah. okay, you are. No, you just got to like, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy to me, though. Uh, No, never mind. Listen, I've known people that have interned with psychics and they've been some of the creepiest people. And I feel so bad. Like, don't take this as every psychic is creepy. Yeah. But I've heard two stories from two different people where... It was a girl that was working as a receptionist to make money. Oh, shit. Who was it? I don't want to. I don't remember who it was. I don't want to. And then hear this and be like, wow, that was a secret. Anyway. That's that. And basically. Yeah, no, no. The person got creepy with them. And. Oh, so they weren't like creepy. Like that. Okay. The psychic was cre- like, like creepy. Like, I'll walk you home. Oh. No. 
Yeah, it got. It got I thought they were just like creepy, not like creepy actions. No. Yeah. Not like, uh, yeah. Like, no, I'll like, walk you home. Is, no, no, no. But yeah, turned into creepy uh, actions. Like, I'll walk you home, but then I'll stay outside your house and watch you. Like, yeah, no, no. Even I'll walk you home as a psychic is creepy. Like a creepy action. Is it? Yeah, you can't be a psychic and walk people home, bro. Why? It's weird. Well, you Just, don't... Like, listen. You have an office. Yeah, but... <laughs> Why are you not at work? No, no, no. But this is an employee after hours. Like, if a psychic offers to walk, walk <laughs> me home, I'm going to be like, you must know something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to so be walk like... Me home. Am I going to get jumped? Is, I mean, like, is this what you do with all your clients, bro? <laughs> no, it, in that case, it was, it was coming from a place of, like, interest. And uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Thing, you know? That's what I mean. So don't... Don't ever, don't ever do that. So what Amara is saying is don't accept walk home from psychics. From psychics? No way. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not after the session. And do they have crystal balls? I want to know that. Like, do they rub a crystal ball and all of a sudden, like, smoke comes and they're like, I can yeah. see <laughs> a couch. You're getting a new couch. Here's the thing. I think you should. I, I wish there's a casual psychic. All right, man. Here's the deal. That would come on 100%. Right. Here's the deal, Dan. Uh, basically, uh, riches in your future. You know the deal. Uh, you're struggling with love. I think you should go after her. Right? You know, she says no. She says no. <laughs> like, stop with the creepiness, you know? Stop being, oh, no, but that, that's, I see. No, but that, listen, that's a part of the shtick. If you, that's like going to a magician and being like, choose a card, any card, this is your card. You got to have that whole like, oh, I'm really trying to think into the underworld. Oh, it's the four of diamonds. It makes it fun. I know. To go to a casual psychic is like going to a freaking sushi restaurant where they're just like, chop, 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 chop. Here it is. You like the flair of like that one chef that like, you know? Yeah. Hibachi, a hibachi, hibachi chef. chef. It's like going to a hibachi chef that just cuts your food and just displays it. I know, casual you like psychic f- man. You can really stick out. Yeah, but and that's the game of the game. No, this is a terrible advice. Don't listen to Omar. Listen, a casual psychic would be like a boring clown or a talking mime. <laughs> like, it, there's no point because a part a- of the aesthetic is you have to have the magic abilities. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a psychic without hoop earrings <laughs> and long fingernails. I've actually seen like a boring clown. <laughs> Sorry, this is like my, my last topic, I promise. Um, <laughs> we were like, I was part of a student union and they would always like, like bring people to like pitch to us, right? So that we went to like a conference and it's all the student unions in this conference and all these like different entertainers and buskers would come on to like try to like sell themselves so right. you can hire them as a student union. Yeah, yeah, school, yeah. Right? And there's one guy, he's like, I don't know what his thing was. Like, he is like with bowling balls and he was like, I'm going to catch a bowling ball with my face. Oh my God. Right. So we're all like looking at him and <laughs> the whole auditorium, the entire time he was doing his whole shtick. It was like 20 minutes, 10 minutes. It was pin drop quiet. Like he didn't make a sound? Like no one was entertained at all he was well, doing he was all catching these catching a bowling ball with your face that's just how to get a broken nose 101 but like that was like his like his end like it's gonna be his power move right so we're all kind of waiting for that but like his stuff was not funny the things he was saying was not funny i feel bad the things though, he was doing was not he funny he thinks there's a gift there and like all the power to him man literally no one even cracked a smile <laughs> like the only smile or laugh <laughs> that came was after like someone coughed because it was like straight out of a cartoon. Like it was like a whole auditorium. <laughs> and all a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like and everyone's like. <laughs> that poor guy. And then um, he like does his bowling ball trick where he catches it with his face. 
Did it work? And he's like hyping. He's hyping it up. He's like, yeah, okay. Well, I guess you guys didn't like that trick, but you know what? I'm gonna now catch a bowling ball with my face, right? And everyone's just like, eyes half open. Like, Did he, he just, do it? He does it. He catches a bowling ball with his face. Not a reaction. No one cared, right? Man, clowns are a tough sell because I think there's a lot of creepiness behind them. Super tough. But I also give them the most respect. Because I looked at a video of me as a kid, and I, my mom hired a magician. Yeah. And to see that type of enthusiasm, like, to, to display the kids are so important. Yeah. I love it. And maybe that guy was just performing to the wrong audience. Literally, this is how he ended it. He's like, all right, thank you, guys. You were an audience. <laughs> oh, this you were an audience. He literally called us an audience. Damn, man. And that's what we were, man. We were just in... The fucking oh, auditorium. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Poor guy. Anyways, we're uh, at the one hour mark, guys. This wow. is another uh, deep one. But in, I don't know. Enjoy your day and go to a psychic. Hell, read a horoscope. Do the horoscope trick. X out the horoscope names and then give them to your friend. Horoscope challenge. The horoscope challenge. Not 2019. And be you. That was another yeah. thing we drew from this one. Be you. Right? Yeah, yeah. Be you. Understand you. Emotional intelligence. Be sympathetic. That was another one for the rabbit hole. All right, guys. We love you. Bye, baby. Zam, zaddy. (laughs) 